Welcome into the Fortress of Comic 2 podcast. My name is Tyler. Hi, Mary. And uh, this is another episode of Creator Focus, a monthly show we do where we pull a random comic creator's name out of a bucket and we talk about him for a little while. And at the end of this episode, we'll pull out the next comic creator's name out of the aforementioned bucket. Yes. Uh, to any of our American friends, uh, happy late Thanksgiving, and to anyone that doesn't celebrate, just hope you had a decent Thursday, and I hope that you stuffed yourself senseless, because that's just a good thing to do. That's what you're supposed to do for that's Thanksgiving. Right. But I'm saying even if you didn't, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, I still hope that you ate oh, plenty. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I totally missed that. That's the dog. Our dog is making noise. Okay, so Creator Focus episode... Uh, this week we're talking about one of my favorite, uh, specifically Superman uh, comic creators, but just favorite in general. Mary, who are we talking about this week? Dan Jurgens. Dan Jurgens. He's one of the best. Um, Mary did some research, some Googling, if you will, and she's going to tell us a good little bit about Dan Jurgens' career, and we're going to just kind of discuss his impact on comics, some of the characters he worked on storylines he worked on characters he helped create and uh, just some of our overall thoughts and like i said at the end of the episode we'll pull out the uh, next comic creator's name of who we're gonna be sp- uh, talking about in a month from now um quick little bit of news here though if anyone was looking forward to our doomsday clock review next week no, um, if, if, if you haven't heard uh doomsday clock was delayed yet again um another week so as of right now it's slated to come out november or december 5th which means that we will have uh our review up the following week so no doomsday clock next week guys which is a bummer so we'll just have to move some stuff around we'll still have a podcast for you next week it'll just be something else so with that being said let's talk about dan jerkins all right we're talking about dan jerkins yeah 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 okay (laughs) Okay, all right, so he was born June 27th, 1959. Wow, he's an old man, I'm just kidding. He's 59. He's been around for a while. Yep. Yeah. Uh, He was born in Ortonville, Minnesota. Oh, really? Yeah. That I didn't know. Or is it Ortonville? Because we always skip out our T's. Maybe it's Orton, Ortonville? I don't know. He's from Minnesota. 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 I love to say it that way. He's a penciler, inker, and a writer. Yes, he is. He's a jack of all trades, that Dan Jurgens. Um, so I have notable works. Um, he's got, we've got for notable works, we have Action Comics, Batman Beyond, Booster Gold, Captain America, Superman, Tangent Comic, Thor, and Warlord. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> For awards, he has he was awarded in 1994 National Cartoonist Society Award for Best Comic Book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Characters created by you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. We got Black Beetle, Booster Gold, Doomsday, Hank Hall. That's Hawk, right? Yep. Is that, yeah. Hank Henshaw is that Cyborg Superman? Okay. Jonathan Samuel Kent, mm-hmm. Superboy. Superboy. Yep. Pericus. That's from Thor. Uh, Skeets mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
Thor girl. That's Tareen Olsen. Okay. Is that is that person? So that's what I got. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I'm th- those are some of the, those are the bigger ones. Definitely. Um, he's not one of those that like created just a ton of characters, but he did a lot of interesting things with characters. Um, he was an idea man. Yes, I mean, yeah, definitely idea man. We'll get into that for history. Mm-hmm. Um, John Kent is one of the cutest little boys ever. That's all I can say. He's adorable. He is. Read Super Sons. Anyone out there yes. has not read Super Sons. <laughs> which Dan Jurgens did not write, but still, read, read Super Sons. It's just, it's just so good. It is. It is amazing. All right. So you want to get into the history? Yeah, let's talk about it. History. All right. We got the 1980s. All right. Going back to the days. Um, he graduated from Minneapolis. Wow, murdered that. Minneapolis College of Art and Design in 1981. His first professional comic work was for DC, uh, for Warlord number 63. That was in 1982. Okay. November 1982. 1984, he was an artist for Sun Devils. That was a limited series with writers Gary Conway and Roy Thomas. Um, so Sun Devils is like a science fiction space opera, mm-hmm. kind of like how the fourth world stuff is. Uh, isn't okay. that what you said? That's like a space opera. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth world stuff is a mix between like space opera and mythology. Have you ever heard of Sun Devils? Mm-mm. So I have just something about it. And so the series followed a group of cosmic adventurers led by Rick's son, uh, with additional cast members, including Anomi Zatar, who was an apparent feline-human hybrid, and she was the team's resident sex kitten. <laughs> and then we also have a smuggler pilot named Skyla, and it was a tall, powerful woman who, whose personality borrowed heavily from Han Solo. So, okay. And then there was also three clones that they they didn't have names for a while, so they just called them one, two, and three, and they were like the starship repairmen. And it was basically just about them riding around in space. All right, is what I got from it. So then I have 1985. Uh, he created the character Booster Gold, who became a member of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Mainly the Justice League International. Yes. Would you care to explain? Who Booster Gold is? If nobody knew, Booster Gold is uh, Booster Gold is a jock football player guy from the future that um, really wanted to be famous and really wanted to be recognized as a superhero and wasn't able to do that in his time. So he traveled back in time to become a superhero with his uh, little robot Skeets um and his future technology he came back and became booster cold so he's a man out of time all right <laughs> there's a lot more to it than that but that's that's the basics <laughs> all right so 1988 jurgens provided some pencil work for dead man short series which were written by mike baron and and then he also worked on action comics weekly from issues 601 to 612. He also was a penciler on the Adventures of Superman Annual Number 1. Jurgens began work full-time on the Superman character when he took over the writing, penciling of the monthly um, Adventures of Superman. So he did the annual and then they were like, oh, we like you. So then he started being the Mm full-time person for that. He doesn't get enough credit as an artist. A lot of people uh, think Dan Jurgens and they they think the writer, because he's written a lot more than he's drawn at this point. 
but he started as an artist first and he's a really good artist like i wish people would kind of like remember that he can draw because he can well i totally forgot that he could draw i think i well yeah i think for a little bit there i was only i thought you only wrote stuff oh yeah no he can draw very well all right so we're gonna get into the 1990s now all right. So he began working full time on the Superman character when he took over the writing penciling of the uh, Adventures of Superman, which I already said. <laughs> Jurgens helped writer Louise Simonson and artist John Bogdavone. Bogdavone? How do you say that? Good try. I have no idea how to say that. Um, so they launched a new Superman title. Superman the Man of Steel in July 1991. During his run on Superman, Jurgens created two major villains, Doomsday and Cyborg Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler, who is Doomsday and why is he important? Okay, so this is a story that's been heard, that's been told a hundred times, but it's a good one. So if you've heard this before, you know, bear with me. If you haven't heard this before, you'll find this pretty interesting. So they used to have what they would call these super summits where they would get all of the writers and the artists together and they would do them once a year and they would plan out the next year's worth of stories, right? They'd have like a big whiteboard and a calendar of what events they were going to do. There was four Superman books at the time. There was Superman, Action Comics, Adventures of Superman, and Superman the Man of Steel. So they had four different creative teams all in this room with Mike Carlin was the editor of the Superman books at that time. So they had like, uh, Jerry Ordway, Dan Jurgens, Louis Simonson, all those people in this room together, and they would talk about what they wanted to do. So they were discussing what they were going to do for 1992's story, and they decided, you know what, the the lie has gone on long enough between Clark and Lois. Mike Carlin said that, you know, with Lois being a star reporter, it was getting to the point where it was starting to make her look kind of stupid with her not being able to figure out that Clark is Superman. So we're, we're going to have Clark confess to Lois his identity and then they were going to get engaged. So they did that and then they had this whole thing planned and they were going to have them get married through their engagement up to the wedding issue and all these other things they were going to do. Um, the only problem was is there was a TV show on at the time called Lois and Clark The New Adventures of Superman. The The TV writers really liked the idea of uh, Lois and Clark being engaged and they liked the idea of having them get married but the problem was is they wanted it to at the same time and the Lois and Clark show was in its first season so they wanted to be able to build up to that so DC was basically like hey let's back off of the wedding for a couple years let the show go on for a little while that way when we do the wedding issue of the comic we can have it kind of coincide with the TV show and it'll be a big deal that they're getting married on TV and in the comics at the same time which they eventually did but uh, so basically they threw out their whole year's worth of story ideas for the whole years now it's like what are we going to do now we just we had this whole thing plotted out for the next 12 months now we got to come up with a whole new year's worth of stories to do so it's back to the drawing board again and they were trying to pitch ideas back and forth and they used to have kind of a, a dumb little running gag that they would do in these meetings every time they'd get stuck on an idea when they couldn't figure out what to do uh I think it was Jerry Ordway. A lot of times he would say, like, well, why don't we just kill him? And then everybody would have a good laugh. Like, ah, ha, ha, let's kill Superman. For some reason this time, they were just in the right place mentally um, to be like, you know, what if we did, though? Louise Simonson had said she felt like the way that comics had went in the late 80s and early 90s, they went so much darker, so much grittier. Um, She said that 
a lot of times she felt like Superman didn't have as much of a place anymore, and that made her feel really upset because she loved the character. She said, so why don't we show people what a world without Superman would be like? So the the Superman writers at this time get a lot of crap nowadays because they're accused of like doing the death of Superman thing as somewhat of a publicity stunt, but it really wasn't, at the time at least. It, it was out of desperation in a sense of they just lost their story that they were going to do and they had to come up with something. It wasn't so much like, hey, let's do something that'll really, you know, boost sales and get people talking. It definitely turned into that. But in its foundation, that's not where the idea started. So that's where they come up with the idea to do this. And they went back and forth on like, okay, we're going to kill Superman. How do we kill him? And Dan Jurgens was the one that uh, came up with the idea for Doomsday and had a big sketch of him and everything. And he, um, Mike Carlin didn't like the idea that much because he thought it needed to be something more emotional or I don't know, like I guess something that had more more of an emotional pull to it. And Dan Jurgens really fought for it. Like, no, it needs to be like a slugfest. We need to just basically have somebody like punch the piss out of Superman. And he goes, I got this big monster guy. I got this big giant thing. And they're just going to have a, a freaking bloodbath. And eventually Dan Jurgens was able to sell that to DC and create the character of Doomsday. So... That's the little tangent on that. All right. So it's a big deal because it's, you know, it's a comic that almost everybody knows. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't read comics, you've probably heard of that storyline. You've probably seen that issue at one point in your life. And the death of issue Superman 75 is all full page. They did this really cool thing where leading up to the death, they would do because they had four books, right? And they would do it where the action got bigger every issue. So one of them would have every page was four panels. And then the next issue would only be three. And then the issue previous would be two. And then the actual death of issue is all full splash pages. There's Every every page is a full page of art. And Dan Jurgens drew that issue and he wrote it. And Brett Breeding inked it. Um, so people give Dan Jurgens credit for being the writer on Death of Superman, but he drew it too. That's he doesn't get the credit as much as the artists, and those pages look amazing. Um, they look very '90s now, but they they really are good. So that's kind of where the Death of Superman came from, which is a, a big deal that we're going to talk about, I'm sure. But that's where Doomsday comes from. So all right, so not only that, Jurgens wrote and penciled the crossover series Zero Hour. Uh, and the Superman Doomsday Hunter Prey miniseries in 1994. Tyler, what's Zero Hour? Okay, Zero Hour is complicated because they they decided to give Dan Jurgens an event to do, and it was Zero Hour is one that a lot of people have mixed feelings about. Some people say it sucks. Some people really like it. Um, they did this really cool thing where all of the uh, DC series at the time got zero issues. And stuff, and they all kind of counted down. Zero Hour was DC's attempt of like kind of cleaning up a little bit because Crisis on Infinite Earths was like a straight up like clean house, and they tried to kind of relaunch a lot of things, but there was still some leftover continuity problems even after Crisis that were still kind of lingering around. So Zero Hour was kind of their way of like retconning a couple things, and um, Hal Jordan is Parallax at this time. And that there's a lot to get into as far as what Zero Hour's storyline is. It's kind of a mess. Um, I like it, though. I, I think it, it has some good ideas there. And it's just a little bit too much. There's too many tie-ins, too many... And it went on a little bit too long. But 
Yeah, zero hour. It was the big uh, DC event of like 95, 96-ish. All right, so Jurgen scripted the... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Jurgen scripted and provided layout art for the Superman vs. Aliens miniseries. Um, and that is where Superman has a battle between the aliens of, you know, aliens versus predators. From the Aliens movie. Not from <laughs> Aliens vs. Predator. They had their own movies <laughs> just before that. That's that's how I remembered. Aliens, aliens from Aliens. Aliens from Aliens. Listen, I have never actually watched those movies, so... There I, is a lot of them. I've not watched a single one. I think I've seen parts of them. Some are very bad. <laughs> um, 1996, Jurgens and Italian artist Claudio Casanelli mm-hmm. worked on the highly publicized crossover Marvel vs. DC. Yep. You want to talk about Marvel vs. DC? Um, it's not that good. Not that good. <laughs> uh, Dan Jurgens wrote it. Uh, it was a big deal when it came out because it was a six-issue miniseries where um, it was cool. The cool thing was that they let the fans vote on it. So, like, they would do the big fights, like Superman versus Captain America, or maybe it was Superman versus Thor. I can't remember. Maybe it was Wonder Woman versus Thor. I can't remember. But, like, they would have all the matchups, and then everybody got to vote on who they thought would win. So that way it was like fair between the two companies and stuff. And then out of that crossover, we got the Amalgam universe that, you know, some 90s kids have a lot of nostalgia for. All the little characters like Dark Claw and stuff that the the mixed up Amalgam Marvel DC characters. So Okay. Yeah, Marvel vs. DC, it happened. I think a lot of people remember it better than it was, but it happened. So... All right, so going to Superman's wedding, uh, he also worked on Superman, the wedding album mm-hmm. in 1996, um, which, you know, it was Superman, Clark Kent, marrying Lois Lane. That's a gorgeous issue. Yeah. <laughs> also in 1996, Jerkins was a writer and penciler of the new Spider-Man series, the sensational Spider-Man at Marvel Comics. Do you know anything about that? I didn't know he worked on Spider-Man, to be honest. Apparently he did. I know he went to Marvel and he did a run on Thor, uh, but yeah. I was not aware of Spider-Man. Yes. Sensational Spider-Man. Wow. He then also wrote and penciled Teen Titans, uh, volume two, mm-hmm. um, 24-issue run. Yeah, that was a 24-issue run. And then after 10 years of working on Superman, Jurgens ended his run as a writer with Superman, volume two, at number 150. For a while. For a while. He would come back. Jurgens worked with Marvel and, you know, they worked they worked on Thor, volume two. And he worked on that with John Romita Jr. Uh, and then he was also a writer, artist on Captain America. Uh, 1995, he was writer, penciler on Solar, number 46 from Valiant Comics, uh, where he worked with Dick Gordino. Gordino? Dick Gordino? Anyways, that person. I don't. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> Jurgens was the debut writer of the Tomb Raider, the series, Tomb Raider, uh, the Tomb Raider, the series, Tomb Raider, colon, the series. That I didn't know. <laughs> um, then that was uh, licensed to Top Cow and Image Comics. It was the number one selling comic book that year in 1999. Oh. Um, and then he was... The writer of the series until issue number 21. Uh, All right, so let's move on to the 2000s. Uh, November 2002, specifically. (laughs) 
He wrote and penciled the four-issue weekly miniseries Superman Day of Doom, which marked the 10-year anniversary of the death of Superman. So then he took a hiatus, and after a hiatus from comic books, he returned to DC Comics providing layouts for the lead story in Infinite Crisis Secret Files 2006 special. And then he provided art for the weekly series 52. Great series. I don't know anything too much about it. You've read it? Uh, I never finished it. I need to finish it. Oh, okay. It's so long. That's the one every week it was like a different person. Like, what? They disappeared? People disappeared for a year? So, after Infinite Crisis, Uh it... um, after Infinite Crisis, there was a there was a thing they did called One Year Later, where everything moves forward for a year. Um, but right after Infinite Crisis, the Trinity basically takes a year off. Wonder Woman needs to go find her identity. Batman goes to like retrain, like go through the tri- like the trials that he did to become Batman again. And then um, Superman, be- you know, because of the way Infinite Crisis ends, which I won't spoil it, but he loses his powers temporarily, and he has to like soak in enough yellow sunlight to gain his powers back but it like takes a long long time so they all take trinity takes a year off so there's no batman superman or wonder woman in the dc universe for a year everything jumps forward for a year but 52 was a weekly series they did that showed you what happened in that year um and you know all-star team they had four different writers on you had jeff johns greg rucka grant morrison and mark wade it's like one of the best creative teams you could probably have on a book and so one would come out every week for 52 weeks and uh, it moves in pretty much like real time, which is really cool. Booster Gold's a big part of it. Um, so that's cool. Dan Jurgens got to work on some of that. 52 is a great series. I, I do need to finish it, but it is very, very good. So he also worked on Metamorpho Year One and he was the writer and penciler for the first two issues with Mike Norton uh, drawing issues number three to six. So he wrote and drew the first two issues and then three to six he just wrote okay um uh and then at los angeles comic-con in march 2007 dc announced a new ongoing booster gold series that was written by jeff johns penciled by jurgens and inked by norm rapmund shortly after the end of 52 so did you do you did you know about that um i know that um, again, I didn't know that Jurgens drew it. I knew that uh, Jeff Johns did do a, a short, a pretty short-lived Booster Gold series, but I did not know that Jurgens drew it. Just yes. awesome. Yes, he did. So then, moving on to to the, moving on to the 2010s. So he was a part of the talent for DC Comics for the new 52 relaunch in 2011, mm-hmm. becoming the writer of the new Justice League International series with artist Aaron Leprosti? 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 I don't know. L-O-P-R-E-S-T-I. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. <laughs> uh, he became the co-writer of Green Arrow with Keith Giffen on mm-hmm. issues three to six. And he ended up taking over the Superman book after George Perez left. Yes. Speaking of that, Jurgens would return to Superman co-writing and drawing the self-titled Superman series with Griffin. Their first issue was number seven. <laughs> they got one arc out of George Perez. Yeah. So then, like, 2002 to 2003, Jurgens was writer and artist for Fury of the Firestorms, the nuclear... Nu- nuclear. Did you mean 2012 to 2013? 2012 to 2013. What did I say? You said 2002 to 2003. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I meant... Just wanted to clear that up. I meant 2012 to 2013. Jurgens was the writer and artist of Fury of the Firestorms, the 
Nuclear Man. Is that how you say nu- nuclear? Yeah, nuclear okay. man. Yeah. <laughs> From issues. Unless you're George W. Bush, uh, yeah. then you say nuclear man. That's that's what I think I said the first time. Um, that was issues 13 to 20, um, and then the series was canceled. Uh, 2014, he and Giffen, together with Jeff Lemire and Brian Azzarello, co-wrote the new 52 Futures End. I don't know what that is. It's a... Uh... It's a really bad event in the New 52. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) All right. Like most of the events that took place in the New 52. Uh, Except for Forever Evil. Forever Evil is pretty good. mm Mm-hmm. 2015, Jurgens became the writer for Batman Beyond, starting with issue number one in June 2015. Still writing it now. Still writing it now. He's been the writer since then. Yeah, he was the writer then, and then they relaunched into DC Rebirth, which in 2006, and he wrote Action Comics, and he was also working on Batman Mm. Beyond. And he's still doing Batman Beyond. I think that's the only book he's working on right now, actually. Um, he, He just finished a run on Green Lantern that just ended because they relaunched with Grant Morrison, so... Um, as far as I know, Batman Beyond is the only book that he is working on currently because he was doing action comics before Bendis came and kicked him off. Yes, and he started on action comics at number 957, if you mm. really want to know, and he all the way up to issue 1000, and he added to that action comics 1000. He did. His story is one of the... They're all good, but his is one of the better ones. Uh, and then I have the last thing was that he became the writer of the Green Lantern series. Yep, which just ended with issue 50, I think, was the last one. And then they relaunched it with The Green Lantern number one by Grant Morrison. So um, he didn't write all 50 issues of that Green Lantern series. Uh, Sam Humphreys was the writer on that, and I think Tim Seeley did some. So he, he only did like the last third or so of it. But uh, yeah, Dan Jurgens is awesome. I know that was one of the big um, selling points to me with DC announcing the Rebirth initiative was getting Dan Jurgens to come back and be the permanent writer on Action Comics again, which he did like 40 to 45 issues of before Bendis came over, So, which was great. Dan Jurgens said, after Action Comics 1000, if he was never to write Superman again, he has like somewhere around 225 issues of Superman under his belt now, which is crazy. That's that's way more than any other one creator has contributed to Superman. So, like, Dan Jurgens is the Superman guy. Um, he gets kind of known as, like, oh, he's the guy that killed Superman and stuff, which he is, I guess, in a sense. But, like, he did a lot more than that. Like, 225 issues of Superman broken up of either Superman, action comics, whatever, just Superman stories. Um, that is ridiculous to me. He did an eight-issue miniseries at the tail end of New 52. They, they labeled it as like Road to Rebirth. It was right before Rebirth started called Lois and Clark, which is really, really good. That's where you really get to know um, cute little John Kent in that book. Um, John Kent first appeared in Convergence, of all things, in one of the tie-in issues that Jurgens wrote. Like They did tie-in issues for the individual characters and stuff. So I think it's like uh, Convergence Superman number two, I think, is the first appearance of John. But in that Lois and Clark series is where they really kind of, like, Jurgens gets to, like, flesh him out really, really well. And that Lois and Clark series is very, very good. So I would recommend that. So you haven't read any Dan Jurgens stuff, I don't think. I have read Death of Superman. And I okay. have started reading the Batman Beyond series. The New 2 one or the Rebirth? Rebirth. Rebirth, okay. Um, yeah, his, his Batman Beyond is fun. Yeah. Uh, what I've read of it, I haven't read a lot of his Batman Beyond stuff, but I have read a lot of his Superman stuff. Yeah. I just finished the first issue of Batman Beyond. Okay. So, yeah. It's hard to go off one issue, but you like it? I like it so far. Okay. 
Um, Dan Jurgens is just one of those that's like just keeps doing it. Like he's been around for a long time, very seasoned veteran, um, and he doesn't really show any signs of slowing down anytime soon. It seems like he's constantly working. I say I think Batman Beyond's the only book he's working on currently, but I hope he gets um, another book announced. Um, what would you like to see him work on? I wish he could just write Superman forever. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure he's probably like at a point where he's like told all the Superman stories he probably wanted to tell and then some. So I'm sure he'd probably like to do something else. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'd take him on anything. I, I'd, I'd give him a shot at anything. I think he knows. Uh, it's just hard because Superman is one of those characters that I feel like a lot of people don't get. So when you when you have a writer that really gets the character, you just want to hold on to those people. And clearly DC wanted to hold on to Dan Jurgens, and that's why he has 225 issues of Superman under his belt. So he's just he's just a really good voice for that character. And so it's it's sad to see him go, but at the same time, like you can't really complain because he gave you so much. Mm-hmm. But I would take Dan Jurgens on any book. Um, I'm down for anything he wanted to do. Give me Dan Jurgens on Nightwing. I don't care. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for it. All right. So that Action Comics run was a lot of fun because when Rebirth started, Superman was kind of in a crazy place because it was like they had a new 52 Superman and he died. And here was this other Superman that was maybe from the previous universe. Like they had a lot of stuff to unpack. And Dan Jurgens throughout that Action Comics run did a lot to clean up some of it and condense some of it and make it to the point where we are now. Where it's not as confusing as it used to be anymore. Like, nope, this is like they did that Superman Reborn event that Dan Jurgens did with uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason that really cleaned up a lot of it and made it all make sense. And that's probably one of the best like retcon uh, events. Is of... that the one with Oz? No, that was the Oz effect. With Dan Jurgens wrote that as well. Oh, okay. Um, which is another pretty good series that he did, or not series, but story arc in the Action Comics book. Yeah, he did a lot of good stuff in the last, you know, two or three years of Superman. It's been really, really good. So, Dan Jurgens is one of the best. And I hope he continues to be, uh, work for a very, very long, long time. As much stuff as he's done for Marvel here and there, Thor and Captain America, I think he'll always be a DC guy, whether it's Justice League International or Booster Gold or Superman or whatever. So, I just, I like, he's one of those that's like, I just associate with DC so much. It's like, he, I feel like he just always needs to be there. Yeah, Dan Jurgens. Go out and read any of his stuff because it is so, so good. It is. Should we do some weekly picks? Weekly picks, yes. All right, Mary, what's a weekly pick for you? I want to pick I want to pick Metaphorical Her again <laughs> because the new, the new episode, the new chapter had come out, number five, and it was just really good. Don't spoil it for I me don't because sp- I'm reading it. I don't want to <laughs> spoil it for you, and it won't spoil it for you because we're only five episodes in nothing really has happened with it anyways but just i really like the storytelling and the art because it's like so think of like i said um in the previous one where it's the poet and she's talking to these people and she like puts a finger gun to her head and she's just like miming like we've all done something like that before or it's like so in one of the chapters there's this lady and she is going to a very important job interview and it's just like you know, like when you go and you do something and something happens, something says, somebody says something and you just feel like super deflated, mm-hmm. you actually get to see it on the panels. Like, okay. 
this the guy pulls out this pointy thing and it's all like rainbow colored like it's not actually there yeah and he like just pokes her and as he's saying something and she just like starts to deflate like a balloon mm-hmm. and it's just it's just really interesting it's just so cool okay. so <laughs> some of the like stuff they do visually is just pretty interesting yes um i've read the first three and i have enjoyed it so far so i'm not i am enjoying metaphorical her up to this point so and that was on webtoon by james maddock and uh david stoll yes yes so download webtoons <laughs> yes <laughs> out of all the things that we pump on here this is one of the few things that we're like you can go read this for free right now for like free so not a lot of things we can say that about so you all really that we, should all that i ask is if you get it and you subscribe Make sure you give those heart likes after yep. you read the chapters. And give it a rating, too. I'm give sure it a that rating. probably helps. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to recommend a Dan Jurgens book. Okay. Um, this is a story from uh, two years ago. It was, I think, the second or third arc in his Action Comics run that just ended. Um, it was called Men of Steel. And it was uh, written by Dan Jurgens and drawn by Tyler Kirkham. Yeah, it was really, really well done. Uh, it was kind of... I don't know if this was done on purpose or if it's just something that like the fans kind of like spoke into existence, but it it kind of comes off as like DC or Dan Jurgens' um, kind of attempt at doing what Marvel tried to do in Civil War Two, but doing it a little bit better. And I don't know, I don't know if that's true or not, but there's definitely some similarity similarities there. So basically, there's these two aliens that come down to Earth and they. Uh, come to kidnap Lex Luthor and they tell him like look um, we have this orb thing that uh, the, the guy he calls himself like a god slayer and he says we have this orb that we can look into it and we can see the future and basically Lex Luthor is going to do these terrible things in the future like he is going to dethrone Darkseid and become the king of apocalypse and oh. he's going to like basically like enslave the universe and like destroy everything so like we're, we're going to take you and we're going to execute you and Superman's like, look, Lex is kind of a shitty guy, but like, you can't, you you can't execute this person that hasn't done anything wrong ever. And they're like, well, our you know our orb never lies. But this is what we do. We see threats before they happen, and we make we you know negate them. We prevent these terrible things from happening. So they take Lex and they take him off to this other planet. And Superman actually has to go rescue. Lex Luthor for once and they kind of work together in a sense too like once like he breaks them out they work together to make sure they both get home and it's just an interesting view that Dan Jurgens plays with like Superman having to kind of swallow his pride a little bit and like help Lex Luthor because there's parts where you can see like he struggles with it like he doesn't because he even like contemplates too like well what if these guys are telling the truth like if he's gonna kill a bunch of people and stuff but then he, he like comes back to he's like no you can't you can't do that you can't just you can't just punish people for crimes they haven't committed yet and so it, it plays with that idea a lot and um I I recommend it quite a bit it's all collected in one trade it's called Men of Steel um it's good I think it was only like four or five issues so it's not a real long story arc but Tyler Kirkham's a really good artist obviously so the pages are really good and Dan Jurgens is the man as we have said throughout the episode so. Go read Men of Steel. All right. Awesome. Time flies almost as fast as Superman. This podcast is about over. But before we get out of here, we got to pull the name of the next comic creator that we're going to talk about on our creator focus episode. The next name. For December. 
So, all right. Okay, so I have the bucket here. Can you hear my echo on the mic when I talk into the bucket? Yes, I can. It's really okay. annoying. Okay. <laughs> so, next month on Creator Focus, here it is right here. We will be talking about Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire is awesome. Uh, Mary just picked up one of his newer books the other day called uh, uh, Gideon Falls, which neither of us have read yet, but we own it. <laughs> I, I've, just, I've heard about it, I've and I am excited to read um, it. So. I will be returning to some Justice League Dark stuff, I because got, he wrote some awesome Justice League Dark stuff. I got the local comic book shop hardcover. <laughs> it's a beautiful hardcover. Yeah. Um, he did a really amazing run on Moon Knight. Jeff Lemire's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, so Jeff Lemire will be talking about it a month from now. Woohoo! Um, next week we will be doing a Was It That Bad for Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Since we can't do Doomsday Clock next week, that'll be two weeks from now. So, plan on that. I think we're going to try to get Kylie here for that. Thanks for everyone that checked out our interview with Andy Sebastian last week. That was a lot of fun. And our little memorial episode we did to Stan Lee. Um, yeah, just thanks you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening to this episode that you're listening to right now. It means a lot to us. Uh, make sure you're following us on all social media. We're Fortress of Comicude everywhere. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. I was going to say SoundBoom, SoundCloud, and AudioBoom. <laughs> all those places. Leave us a review. It helps other people find the podcast. Thanks. Please and thank you. Um, until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Mary. And see you around, guys.